UpToDate wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. In a 6-1 to one vote, the Independent School Board voted to transition to a four-day calendar week. The one dissenting school board member expressed concern that some families weren't heard and that there was a lack of transparency in the process. The Independent School District is the largest in the state of Missouri to make the switch to a four-day week. It serves more than 14,000 students. The district hopes the transition will help recruit and retain quality staff and help support the work-life balance for students, staff, and families. Since announcing the change, the district has received a surge in job applicants. Today, one parent from the district shares her concerns, and the superintendent gives us ideas as to what the new calendar year will look like. Joining us first this morning on this issue of the four-day school week is KCUR's Jody Fortino, who covers education for us. Jody, always good to have you here. Thanks, Steve. How controversial was this change to a four-day week in the independent school district? Well, after independence made the decision, it got a lot of attention, especially on Twitter, as most things do, um, mainly because independence would be the largest school district in Missouri to make that switch. At the same time, though, about a fourth of schools in Missouri were on that four-day school week when they started the school year. So, so independence of, wasn't the first. It was not by far the first. But most of those school districts that we have seen that make the switch are smaller and rural. So it does kind of shift the trend a little bit. Um, it also caused some pushback, like I said, on Twitter with local leaders like Quentin Lucas, you know, pushing back against the schedule, saying that we should be using increasing salaries and more support for teachers to draw them in. Just to be clear. This change goes into effect next fall, right? In August, yeah. That's correct. What are parents who question the move, Jody, saying about what this change will mean for them? One of the main concerns I'm hearing is about child care costs on that Monday that students won't be in session. While there will be activities there, transportation isn't guaranteed. And if you do need to put your kid in child care in the district, you will have to pay child care costs. Now, the district is adjusting child care costs for the upcoming school year in anticipation of parents having these extra needs for the extra day. So it'll depend on what your needs are to see like how those childcare costs are going to impact you. Another Me- thing- Meaning the district can actually support parents who don't have a lot of money for extra childcare? Well, the day is going to be longer. So say you needed after school care on those four days that kids are in school, you might not need the after school care now that the school day is longer. So you could be saving money there that maybe you're spending on that extra Monday is one thing the district is kind of considering. How much support uh, do, does this group have, the group of parents who are questioning this move to a four-day school? school week. That's actually hard for me to tell, Steve, um, because one of the issues is that the survey that the school district sent out in anticipation of this change to kind of send out some feelers from the families, it only got a response from 21% of families. So it is a little hard to tell from those numbers exactly how parents are feeling. I was going to ask you about that. Why did only one in five parents respond to this survey? What's What do you think happened? 
Um, I'm not sure. I think surveys in general don't get a ton of participation when you send them out via email. I think uh, one of the things pointed out by some board members was that it was so early in the process before a lot of information was available on what the four-day week was going to look like that maybe some parents didn't know how to respond just yet. Hmm. The other thing you hear from parents, Jody, is that at least some of them felt that this decision was rushed. What what would be a reason that, that they would argue that? Well, the school board launched an exploration into the four-day school week just in October, and that decision has already been made. So that does feel a little bit like a quick timeline, despite the district saying they were, you know, exploring the idea a little bit before then. So at least to families, they feel like maybe they haven't had a chance to look at what the schedule will actually look like in time before the decision was made. I'm wondering what school administrators are saying these days. Are they uh, feeling comfortable with this decision? Are they standing pat on what they've decided to do here? What are, what are you picking up from them? Well, like you pointed out, the increase in job applications, I think, is really showing them that this was the move that they were wanting to make. I think that's a bit of confirmation for them that this is the response they were looking for with this change and it, confirming that maybe they made the right move. How much of an increase in job applications did they receive? I'm not a exactly, bunch, it sounds it, like. Enough that they were noting it. Yeah. Whether you're for or against this change, there can't be much doubt that the impact on families is pretty profound. Again, what, what else are you picking up on that front? Well, the next school year is going to look a lot different for families and independents, whether or not you plan on sending your kid to activities at the school on that Monday. So you'll be figuring out which one of those, whether you need to start making child care plans for not only that Monday or the longer school days that are the other four, or even if you just want to take your kid to the zoo or any yeah. other other extra family activities. I think families now are kind of having to look at what the next year will look like for them. Final point, you have other large school districts now taking a look at this four-day week up in St. Joe being one. Are you picking up any rumblings that maybe even other districts in our area are starting to look at this? So far, St. Joseph is the most recent one that we've heard of kind of rumbling on about this. That's KCUR's Jody Fortino, who covers education for us. Jody, always appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Steve. And now we're joined by Wendy Baird. She's a district parent who runs a Facebook page dedicated to school district news in Independence. She has raised concerns about this change. Wendy, it's nice to have you here. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You know, you currently have a kindergartner and a fifth grader uh, in the district. What do you What do you think they think of the change to a four day school week? I mean, they're excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're excited it's about anything these days. It's one fewer day of days. school. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Why are they excited about it? Um, just the opportunity to not have to go to school. I mean, I think any kid is going to be on board with extra time at home or doing fun things that is not sitting in a classroom. How about the impact on your family going forward? Um, our family, it, um, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. Um, my concerns though are that lots of families will not be. Um, we have the benefit that I am currently a stay at home parent running, um, a very small, uh, small business. Um, so I have the flexibility to be there for them on those Mondays. Um, but lots of other families do not have that, and I have concerns. Hmm. And those concerns being what? Um, just the cost of child care. Yeah. Uh, Jody kind of mentioned it, but um, like last year, or this current school year, there are 11 days where the Kids Safari, the district's child care program, is open. And um, so that's at $45 a day, that's about $500. Um, but next year... There will be 30 days where the kids' safari is open for the full day um, that families, if 
lots of families, lots of my friends, they are able to figure out childcare on those extra days, you know, like for the professional development days where a parent might take turns with the other parent or they might find a grandparent to cover those days. 30 is a lot more than 11. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though the district has cut the pricing on that, I mean, that's still about, um, what is it, about $400 more per year per student. So, I mean, if you've got two or three kids in elementary school, that's going to add up fast. You mentioned Safari, Kids Safari. It was just what is that for those uh, of us who are That's a district's child care program. Okay. So they actually have a program in place to help parents yeah, out. Yeah, it's currently pay some money what's there. For yeah, it's currently for before and after school care. And you said the district is actually dropping the cost, Wendy, for that program? Yes. For the full day care, they went from $45 per day to 30 was that in response to this change in the four-day school week? Yes, I believe so. I mean, they recognized that there would be more days that students needed care. Yeah. You know, you've said um, that you do see some benefits to the four-day school week. What, what might those be? Um, as a stay-at-home parent, we'll have the flexibility to maybe take some quick little um, three-day weekend trips to, up to Omaha or St. Louis or that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, at, I'll be able to take my kids to museums and to the zoo and that kind of thing. Um, I envision us having a lot more family fun days without the crazy busyness of places on weekends, which I'm kind of excited about. Um, So there are benefits, but again, not all families have that ability. And so you're saying that might be some fun aspect to what you're doing here. Yes. Yes. For my family. Do you see any academic benefit to the four-day school week? I don't. Um, I, our ISD, um, I looked up our um, reading and math proficiency numbers, and we're currently about 20 points below some neighboring districts, hmm. 20 to 25 points. And it, it concerns me how that keeping our kids out of school one day a week, how, how can that help those kids? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty – we've got some work to do. And, I mean, we've got great educators, and we can get there, but I don't understand how less time in the classroom is good for our kids. I guess administrators are probably going to say, well, the school day is going to be a little bit longer to help make up for some of the time you're talking about that's being lost here. Yeah. And for the older kids, I don't think it would be such a big deal um, because they will they can do more self-study. They can um, keep on top of their schoolwork and that kind of thing. But for the younger kids, repetition is a very big deal. Um, And I mean, I'm not a professional educator, but I also know that when the kids come back from Uh, winter break, even my fifth grader, uh, he came home saying, oh, we had to go over all the rules again and get back into Mm -hmm. what it's like to be a student. And just because the kids forget. So I can't imagine what the um, kindergartner teachers are going to have to do every single Tuesday. It's interesting because the news, at least in recent years from around the world, has been longer school years for other countries, kids in other countries, and here we're going in the, in the opposite direction here. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like there's any uh, benefit for teachers here going to this four-day week? Um, I, I struggle to see it. Um, I believe it is a shining wrapping paper, shiny wrapping paper on an empty box. What do you and mean by that? I think our school district and education in general can go much farther. Um, I have not heard from any teachers that this is what they want, that they want a four-day week. Um, I do not believe that our Board of Education has asked our teachers um, what would make you stay in ISD, what would make you stay in education. Um, the teachers are have just about the same contract hours. Um, they will be able to move some of their unpaid work to those Mondays where they have to do the professional development or um, on the regular Mondays when they're off, so that maybe they won't have to work as much on weekends. 
but they're still doing the same amount of work. They're still preparing for the same amount of classes. They're still getting the same um, amount of pay. They're still receiving the same support or lack of. Um, I just think we can go further and we can fill that box. And yet we hear from the district that the number of applicant, uh, applicants uh, applying to come to teach in the independent school district is way up. So clearly someone out there seems to like this idea. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I'm not an educator, so I'm not sure what would motivate those um, applications. But I do, I would be interested to see what the numbers were before last year, because I mean, we had a name for the Great Resignation. So mm-hmm. what happened? What was the five-year average before that? And how many of them are educators and how many of them are support staff? Like, I think those are all important details to note. You know, you said that you think there could be more impactful ways, Wendy, to address the crisis in education. And again, you describe all this latest proposal as a shiny wrapping paper on an empty box. What do you think might be more impactful going forward? Um, I think we need a culture that values them and their support um, and their work. Um, I think they need to feel listened to and appreciated and respected. Um, I think they need to feel like parents are partners in educating and managing when it's needed, their children. Um, I also think we need lawmakers who respect public education and respect the professionals who are highly educated in their fields. And we need to fund them. We need to pay them. And, um, yeah, of course. I mean, salary, it's part of it. Um, and I also, But I also don't want to see post-its on my child's teacher's wish list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we can help support our classrooms. So you're really saying you want to go back to the way it used to be when it came to how society regarded teachers? Um, yeah, I, they're deserving of respect. They've gone to school a lot longer than the rest of us have to, yeah. in order to teach our, our, our kids and our students, and they know what they're doing. We'll be right back. The other thing you hear about this change in independence, Wendy, was just how transparent the district was in going about making this big call. How would you grade that performance? Um, The district had a lot more time to get used to the idea than the public. I think it first showed up on the agenda for the board meeting in August um, when they decided to explore it. And then they sent out the survey, which was sent via email and didn't reach a lot of people, sadly, which which Jody had covered. Um, the survey also felt a little leading in that it was more, how do we do this and not should we? Hmm. That question was never really asked. People had to use the other category, um, in order to submit open-ended, um, questions. Um, there was, um, a last minute town hall, um, that was not well publicized. I don't think it ever showed up on the district's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So lots of people didn't know about it. And I mean, I, I would guess that there were only 200 or 300 people there on a Wednesday night. Um, yeah. And even on the survey, only about half of teachers responded, which I think is interesting because this affects them more than anybody else. Right. I mean, it affects families as well, but it really affects teachers. Um, and while it was anonymous, there was um, Google collects your email addresses to save it. So it wasn't clear that the district didn't have access to that. We're wondering what our listeners are thinking about this idea of a four-day school week. We have a call here from Glenn from Kansas City, Missouri. Glenn, welcome to Up to Date. Nice to have you. Thank you. I was just making an observation that a four-day week is going to, um, you know, drive a lot of uh, parents towards other education options, charter schools, possibly private schools that would offer a a, a five-day uh, uh, education, and that, um, as as she's pointed out here, 
you know, there's no benefit to the education process of having kids only in school for four days. And this is just further undermining our public education system. I wonder if I can bring in uh, Superintendent of Independent Schools, Dale Hurl, who's just joined us here in the studio. Uh, Dale, welcome to the show, first off, and you might be a good person to respond to, to Glenn's point here. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. You bet. Uh, if you look at the research, and the most comprehensive piece of research that's come out is from the RAND organization, and we actually publish that on our district website. We have a, a website specifically addressing the four-day week, and what it shows is there is no statistical information that having a four-day versus a five-day has a negative impact I mean, on that, academic that, achievement. That's counterintuitive, though. Why not, why not go to a three-day school week then? You know what? That was we, – we have looked at this for well over a year. Um, as it was said, we brought it to the public in August. Uh, if you look at research from Paul Thompson, he's an economist from Oregon State University, and he first started looking at this because Oregon went to a four-day school week. Many school districts did. Mm -hmm. And he denoted a decrease in academic achievement. But as he did more research, um, what he did notice was that school districts, and he was focusing on uh, Oregon that did not increase the length of the day. Therefore, they were cutting off academic time. They did see the decrease. But if you look at school districts like what we are doing, we are lengthening the day by 35 minutes. There was not a discernible difference in academic achievement. Wendy, you surprised by that? Um, a little bit. Um, I do... I don't know. The State Board of Education just recently, um, one of its members said that anecdotally, nobody says that this is good for students. Um, and I know they're looking into doing more research on it, which I'll be mm -hmm. glad for because I think there are still a lot of unknowns. What if the it, research begins to suggest, further research, Dale, begins to suggest that there is an issue here? Would you pop back to a five-day week? You know, we would certainly consider that. And I want to speak to the comment by the state school board member. In the state of Missouri, there's 146 or 147 school districts that are four-day. Only one school district has ever gone back to a five-day, and that was Lexington. So I find it really hard to believe that any school district or any parent, that if they thought that it was truly no one said it was a good thing, that they would allow it, a school district to stay four day when they thought it was bad for their kids. You look at um, the research on this and really the predominant researcher, at least in Missouri, is a man named John Turner. He's a professor at Missouri State University. Right. He's done a lot of research in Missouri specifically, and it is overwhelmingly supported by parents in school districts that have gone to a four day week. Yeah, Wendy. But Dr. Turner has also said that certain populations are affected much more negatively than others. And, and he did say that. Specifically, what he points out is special education um, and then uh, parents who have young children. And that's why the independent school district um, tailored our fifth day around those populations. So we'd, we've offered kid safari child care for years. And so we are expanding that, as it has already been said, we are dropping the price of that. For many of our parents, they will actually have a savings by having um, the child care that okay. we're doing because of the price cut that we're doing. Right. If, if you have a situation in which your child has the very most child care, so every, every day in which we have, don't have school, 
and we're offering kids safari and they participate in the before and after care, they actually save about $250 for the year. Okay. The, the, the one last thing on this, I know Wendy said that there were 19 days and that's not accurate. Um, you have to look at the calendar and look at the, the five day that we proposed and the four day. We particularly chose Mondays because you have um, situations in which we have national holidays. Mm -hmm. So parents were going to be off anyway. And we have professional development days, which we did shift. So the 19 days represents what exactly? The the days that parents would need kids safari. It's actually 15 because in okay. the five-day versus the four-day, we actually lengthened the school year an additional four days. So the school year ends. So if you're really going apples to apples, it's 15 days. Let me go back to some phone calls here. Let me go to Judy from Independence. Judy, thanks for holding on. You're on up to date. Um, hi, um, Dr. Hurl. Um, my question is about your tweet where you mentioned that the number of applications has increased by 456%. Yes. Um, I have two questions. First off, how, can, how are you sure that the primary reason the number of applications increased is because of the transition to four-day? And part two, would you um, be willing to uh, to have either a parent committee or a study to look at how many of those people are teachers that applied, how many are hired, how many were qualified, because mm -hmm. I can apply you know, online as a certified teacher, but that doesn't mean I'm qualified for the position, and looking long-term at the number of people to see at that three-year mark whether these people that right. were hiring during the cycle actually stay longer than the average um, within the state and the district. Superintendent Hurl, take that first question first. Uh, how can you be sure that the increase was due to the four-day school week being and, and And I've said that very publicly. I don't think you can say definitively, but how do you have a 456% increase where the only difference is the four-day? Um, I actually had our HR department pull the number of applications from our December board meeting in which the four-day week was approved until Tuesday. So right after Martin Luther King Day, a year ago, we had 22 teacher applications total from, um, again, the December board meeting until the day after Martin Luther King. Right. This year, we had 117. That's a 530% increase. And those in were teacher. all teachers? Those are all just teachers. Okay. All right. Judy, I hope that helps a little bit. Let's go to Kathy from Blue Springs. Kathy, you're on up to date. Hi. Thank you. Um, my concern is the nutritional aspects. We were involved with harvesters a few years ago with all of the children that were getting back snack for support because they didn't have adequate food for the weekend. How much greater is their need going to be because of a three-day weekend when we already have children who are suffering? Is Has that even been considered, the nutritional aspects of this? Oh. Superintendent Hurl, what about hungry kids? Absolutely. That was a large part of our discussion in all of this. Um, we will have, for all of our activities, um, combined sites. And so we will have... Um, we call it Learning League. It, it is basically school for students who are a grade level or more behind their peers. We will be offering meals on that day, as well as transportation to that. Anyone in the community, kids can come to that. Um, we have also been in contact with harvesters about um, basically ramping up the backpack. So is there something we could do to provide three days worth of food in those backpacks rather than a traditional weekend? You're, you're watching that, it sounds oh, absolutely. like. And we've, um, we've uh, been in contact with Boys and Girls Club. I actually have another meeting with them here um, in the next couple weeks. So, you know, we've looked at a lot of this information. Um, 
whenever you look at the state of Missouri, the most recent information put out by DESE, Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, so shows that almost 62% of teachers leave the profession, not leave their current job, leave their profession before they hit year six. We have a systemic issue in Missouri with teachers leaving the profession. You can say, just pay them more. Well, that obviously, we have a finite amount of money. I'd love, that's a, a lawmaker issue. Right. Um, we have a systemic issue, which requires a systemic solution. And this has been shown in other school districts to help attract and retain not just teachers, but other employees as well. How much leeway does a school district have to pay teachers beyond what the state legislature says you've got to do? It's... It's very, very difficult unless you you are willing as a community to raise your ad valorem tax, your local property tax. Uh, and is that Missouri, an option? Well, here's what. Yes, it is, and we've done that in the past. Our community has been very supportive of bond issues. The issue with that in Missouri, you have what's called the Hancock Amendment, right? And so, like our our. Uh, Levy ceiling is $4.43 per $100 of assessed valuation. Whenever your assessed valuation goes up as a school district, you have to roll your tax levy back so that you can receive no more revenue than whatever the consumer price index was. Right. So let's say our assessed valuation in independence would double. Some people would think, well, wow, you're getting so much more money. That's not, not the, case. the case. We have to roll yeah. our levy back. So it is so hard on school districts to ever raise any additional money unless it comes through the foundation formula, which the state adequacy target has basically been flat for more than a decade. So the only way we're receiving more money is to either A, have more students, or B, have more students that have higher needs, such as kids who qualify for free and reduced meals, ELL, or special but, education. But can you have a vote of the people of independence to increase taxes to pay teachers more? Yes, yes, you can. But then once you have that vote, then again, the Hancock Amendment kicks in. And then every year after, you have to start rolling your levy back. Okay. Let's go to Judy from Independence. Judy, you're on uh, Up to Date. Hi. Um, we got off topic, and so Dr. Hull didn't um, get to answer my second question, so I wanted to give him the chance to do that. Um, so um, with the increase in applications, would you commit to a study um, and a committee with parent involvement that tracks how many of those teachers are qualified um, for the position, how many we interview, how many we hire, and follow them over um, a three, five-year period to see how many of those stay? So of the yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Uh, it is something we we track what our retention rate is year over year. And we've been fortunate that we have actually beaten the state average for retention every year for like the last five or six years. Uh, we don't have this latest year's data just because the state hasn't put out their retention. I will say it was the most difficult year that we've had as far as resignations um, and retirements, but then it's the number of applications, just because Missouri higher ed is graduating so fewer teachers that it's difficult to attract. But the one thing I would like to say with, with us going to the four day, um, a year ago, up until up through the January board meeting, we had 23 teacher retirements and resignations. This year, we've only had eight. Hmm. So it is a third in Missouri. If we could find a way to, to get that 62% that leave the profession by year six, if we just 
I mean, we went down two thirds. But if you got that from sixty two to forty, right, we would not have a teacher shortage issue in the state of Missouri. And we're going to have to leave our conversation there, and it was a good one. We'll have to revisit down the road. You just heard the voice of Dale Hurl, the superintendent of independent schools. Wendy Baird also joined us, a district parent who's been concerned about some of the changes being made here. Appreciate you both coming in today. Thank you very much. Steve? Thank you. You bet. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. Our theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. The program is produced by Danny Alexander, Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, and Reginald David. Our engineer is Paul Nakatura. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.